What's up everybody, I'm Alex at generalgeibel.com Welcome to the 42nd episode of the Heart Dance Producer Network podcast After releasing an episode every goddamn fucking week for 41 weeks in a row I couldn't handle it anymore and I skipped two weeks I'm a little bit sad because I was like at least hoping I make it to 50 before I kind of skip a week or something but now it is what it is despite the two weeks without the podcast a lot of shit happened I released the ultimate Heartstyle effects volume one this is a collection of like uplifters down filters risers all types of effect sounds it's called Heartstyle because you know I gotta pay the bills you know I got to finance that podcast and probably a lot more people will look into it but it doesn't mean it's only limited to a hard style you can use it for all other genres and if you are into some uh, gay as fuck EDM bullshit you can use it for that too I'm gonna cut it out I didn't say gay as fuck just EDM stuff <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in fuck that shit anyway my guest today is Bloodfire he's a Russian hardcore producer which is already cool enough uh, he had releases on Dogfight Records, he played at Masters of Hardcore Russia and a lot of other events and yeah, it's a very interesting and aspiring producer. Back in the day he also used to do some raw style under a different name which was also pretty dope. So I really like his style, I really like what he's doing. He has a lot of cool shit to tell. So let's get right into it. Welcome Bloodfire. You're listening to the Hard Dance Producer Network. The number one producer podcast for the harder styles. Hosted by General Geibel. How's it going, first of all? I am doing fine. I'm recovering due to my ear trauma. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we just talked about it. You don't really know what happened. Just fucked up the ears. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm producing music on too much loud volume yeah and that's why yeah i think one two weeks and i'll be fine yeah and that's that's good that's good i'm gonna finish as soon as possible my new tracks new collabs yeah give us a brief history about um you know how you started as a producer and how you end up where you end up i started around three i think four years ago in this hardcore my friend he is event manager of masters of hardcore russia he invited me to make a collab project so we tried a few different names it was meat machine hellfire and finally we decided to name our project as blood fire yeah so we started working on the few tracks and first two tracks was firstly signet on dogfight records yes before I made hardstyle music, techno music, trance music. Yeah. When did you start making music overall? Overall, I started in 2008, maybe 2009. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I started with techno music. My friend gave me a CD with Phil Studio. I don't really remember which version it was. I think it's Phil Studio 8. Yeah. And, and I started to learn how to make music. I had no internet, had no any tutorials, and yeah. I started to discovering sounds, different samples. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's um, pretty hard. Uh, it was pretty hard for you back then because um, you are in Russia, near Moscow, as far as I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, probably there aren't too many people you can talk to and ask like how to do stuff and um, tutorials haven't been around too much in 2010. And if they have been around, they haven't been in Russian. So there's also a language barrier probably. Yeah. So um, what were the first steps for you like to get into that, especially like um, when you started going more towards like the hard style music, this is very specific. And, you know, how did you found your way around to get it done? Yeah, I found uh, this way by my father because he's also listening to old hardstyle tracks, old hardcore track. Yeah. And I started to listen it when I was a kid. Yeah. But and in terms that, of production, you know, um, did you have to figure out everything by yourself then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I start. Yeah, I downloaded from my mobile internet a few tutorials how to make hardstyle kicks, mm -hmm. and I started to trying and trying to make it. I spent a lot of years. Yes, yes, I believe. Yeah. Um, do you still produce on FL Studio or? Yes. Did, yeah. Still. Okay. Yeah, I'm still on FL Studio. I love it. Yeah. But and it's very hard to switch to another workstation after a lot of years in Phil Studio. Yeah, that's that's right. And uh, the project Bloodfire is um, in the beginning it was two people, but now I only see you um, uh, posting and just um, your face. So is it now a solo project? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now it's all a it's all a project. Andy left a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. And he, he he just have no time to work on the project. He have a very big business. Yes. So uh, I continue as a solo project. Say again? Oh, you, you continue as a solo project? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I remember, um, like, you know, we've been in touch for a while because of, um, you know, what you've do, done back then in Hardstyle with a different name. Yeah. You had, like, one particular track, which was really, really cool. And um, how did the change came about that you switched like from the more like hard and raw style type of stuff to more like hardcore? Was there a specific reason or was it just a natural involve, uh, involvement to, towards hardcore? I'm trying always to make uh, best what I can make. So I, I tried a lot of times to make hard style and... I tried also make hardcore, but hardcore is more easy to make for me. Yeah. How come? Mm, can you repeat? Um, what, what, what exactly uh, is for you easier to make in hardcore compared to raw style? I think it's much easier to make kicks, make an arrangement, melodies. It's, I like more faster melodies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but hard style and raw style, it's too slow for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's 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 funny because um a lot of people you know start with like some techno house stuff you know which is like around 120 then they move on to uh hard style around 150 160 and at some point that's getting too slow and then they move on and at some yeah, point yeah, everybody yeah. ends up at 220 <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i also try to make uh, some up tempo tracks some speed core extra tron tracks and 1000 yeah. bpm tracks <laughs> just for fun yeah uh in in russia you guys are partying again right i mean you never really yes. stopped um there was like a short period where there was nothing going on but yes for the most yes part, 
Yes, in this year, I already played on few events yeah. here in my city, in Moscow. Yeah. And also, biggest event, which was on this year, it was Hardcore All-Stars, mm -hmm. with all biggest hardcore names here in Russia. Yeah. So it was around 800 people on yeah. this party. It's really big for Russia. Yeah, it is big, right? Only like when Masters of Hardcore is happening in Russia, then, yes, it's, yes, then yes. it's like thousands, right? Yeah, last Masters of Hardcore was around 6,000, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this, this is kind of crazy. Uh, but um, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've played also a couple of times in Russia. And yeah, when there have been like, you know, 500 people, it was sad like that. It was already like really good for Russia. Yeah, but yeah. our crowd is much crazier. <laughs> it is. That yeah. that's true. That's so true. It is it is very crazy crowd. <laughs> yeah, people party like a last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there is there a lot going on? Like um, you know, when we don't have like the whole corona bullshit, um are there many parties, at least like small parties, or is it more like reduced to a couple of parties per in in, in a year in Russia? Yeah, but now we have uh, a lot of parties. It's almost every week. Yeah, different music. No, but I mean, in um, in terms of like hardcore or the harder styles, is there a lot going on um, overall? Yeah, overall, it's small parties for around, um, I think, fifty people or maybe yeah. one hundred people, usually on hardcore parties. We have only few really big parties. One of them, it's uh, Hardcore Cruise. It's a boat party in the Moscow. Mm -hmm. It's a day party. It's, yeah. it's usually on the day, daytime. So it's around 300 of people, I think. Three or 400 of people. Yeah. Party. Another one, it's an indoor event. It's uh, under pressure. It's usually with some big names from the Netherlands, from yeah. UK. So does it still does it still happen under pressure? I thought they don't make that party anymore, or is it? Yeah, it's it's uh, last time it's cancelled because of Corona, but I oh, think okay. this this year we'll get it. Oh, okay, cool. So it, it's also a pretty big party because I think it's around two or three thousand of people. Yeah. And um, what's uh, like uh, your observation, like in terms of like producing in Russia? Do you feel like there's like more producers coming from Russia, like starting producing this type of music, or you know, is, is there some development that you can see that like you know maybe we can expect some more Russian people to yeah. hit the scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot yeah. of people are coming in the scene. I'm for the last two years. I'm working hard on my own community. Yeah. I started my own record label only for Russian producers. So we support each other, helping with productions or releasing tracks, EPs, compilations. Yeah, and, nice. And Stan is growing very fast, and now we have a lot of producers who make hardcore hardstyle, yeah. all kind of hard dance music. That's great. What's what's the name of the record label? Recharged. Okay. So Recharged Records. Okay. So people who are gonna listen to that later after the recording, um, you're gonna find a link in the description. So check it out. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's able only for our local local scene yes. for going all only Russian artists. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's working fine for now. Yeah, I mean, I I I I don't know, you know, sometimes you see once you recognize stuff, you see it everywhere, but I seen more and more Russian people um, you know, coming around and you know i mean obviously you got like satan who got very big in the past couple yeah. of years um you know uh you guys are now you by yourself um like with dogfight records and stuff um pretty pretty good then you know i uh, see also imperia is doing more um releasing in, in europe and stuff so um and for my observation it looks pretty good that like there is at least like you know some producer community slowly growing in russia which is pretty good so yeah but yeah our people it's growing all together so we're helping each other yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why we're growing very fast yeah that's very important i believe yes yes um let's talk a little bit about production so you said you're producing on fl studio what type of synthesizers do you like to use i'm usually use serum or dune free mm-hmm but I think Serum is uh, best VST for kick making. Yeah, you make kicks in Serum? Yeah, yeah, I make kick Serum. Yeah, I usually use stock distortion, stock effects. It's, and it's pretty enough to make a good kick. Yeah. Make a good punches, good tails. Do you, do, you, do you work with layering or do you make just like one instance of Serum, a couple of effects and kick done? I usually take two or three layers. Yeah, and all out but of Serum. Yeah, 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 but usually enough for one layer to get a good character or thing of kick. Yeah, yeah. And what what uh, what do you use in terms of like effects and stuff? Do you use more the stock stuff from FL or do you go with like, you know, I don't know, in terms of EQs and stuff? Do you use Pro Q and shit or? Yeah, yeah. I usually use Pro Q, use stock fail distortions, yeah. use Isotope Trash too. Yeah. And another distortion, I forgot how it named, Mistortion. Yes. Oh, Mistortion, yeah, that's a really yeah, good distortion. It's also, yes, very, very good. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's free. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's very, it's very decent VST. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I can't use it anymore because I'm like on the newer Mac um, and for some reason it doesn't work. So I got to wait for an update, but it was really good when I could use it. <laughs> um, what do you use for reverbs? For reverbs, I use five filter reverb. Mm -hmm. It's very awesome sound quality, I think. Yeah, it's very good for leads, for screeches, for everything. I think. Yeah, but for kicks, I usually put or some a bit of reverb to a punch mm -hmm. for more right sound. But for punches, I use a stock feel reverb. It's yeah. it's much better than. Filters yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, do you like how how's your overall approach when you make a track? Like, do you have like a fixed approach? Do you, do you start with a kick? Do you start with a breakdown? Or like, yeah, how do you typically approach a track when you start it? I usually starting from idea from a melody for a composition harmonics of a main melody, mm -hmm. and if I feel what if what melody will works good it will have good atmosphere good emotions and i started to make breakdown main part and after another drops 
Yeah. Intro drops ultra. So how how do you determine in what key you're working? Do you start just playing around until you have the melody and then you build the kick for that what you got or um Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just playing on uh, my MIDI keyboard. Yeah. And I'm trying to find different keys and yeah. find d different note combinations. And yeah. when I feel what I good good harmony I'm starting to make a melody from it, and after I put kicks. Yeah. Do you, do you have some some musical education? Like, did you learn to play an no. instrument or something no. like that? No, no, no. I no. don't have any music education. So just I'm, I'm just listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you play um, like decent keys, or like do you just you know play around and then draw the notes in? Yeah, I'm playing around and draw notes. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too much skills for it. Play this fast melodies which I had on my tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that problem sometimes. Um, <laughs> yes. Do Do you have that problem that sometimes you play and you like what you play, but since you don't play to the beat or to the click, you are far off from the tempo. And once you draw it in, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm usually playing very slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also my problem. Out. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, I'm that's... playing and I think like, oh, that's cool. And then I start drawing it in, and then all of a sudden, oh no, that's too fast. That kind of doesn't work anymore, like that. Yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, I have same. Yeah. Um, how how did you guys actually end up on Dogfight? Did you send your tracks to Mad Dog, or how did that work out? I just sent a demo with two tracks to Filippo. Yeah. Dogfight demo mail, and he said what I need to fix some parts in the track, fix arrangement, fix a mix down, and they will work on this release. I can imagine he's very picky, right? There's probably I can imagine it was a big list of shit you had to fix. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's that takes uh, a lot of time because I he sent me a mail, so I got the mail. I see this list, this like. Fix these frequencies and fix this. Yeah, I'm okay. Five minutes, I fix it all. Send his send he, send the track to him, and I waited for uh, two weeks. I got a reply. Fix this, 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 or the and this. Yeah. I fix it. Send it immediately. And uh, after same shit uh, after two weeks. And yeah. every two weeks he sent me a list what I need to fix. Yeah. Was there some contradicting parts, like something the first time he said fix it, and on the second time he said bring it back? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that's um something I um always had to deal with when I was um mixing and mastering stuff. That some in one set of revisions they say like make the snare a little bit louder. <laughs> Next time they say make it bring it make it quieter, and then it ends up where it was before. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, but but for now he accepting all my tracks. Yeah, so you 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 are still releasing on Dogfight despite yeah. you having an own label. But uh, my own label it's for a new artist only oh, okay. for a new. So for you don't release. Artist. So you don't release your stuff on your own label. I released one track on my label. Yeah. So I'm concentrated on supporting. On supporting my friends on this label. Yeah. So if I'll, 
if I will be sure what one of my artists will be good for a big labels. So mm. I'll help to forward it to a bigger label. Yeah. For and... more, just uh, to make artists bigger for growing as artists. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Um, do you also do you release like all types of hard music or only hardcore on your label? All types of hard music. All types of hard music and Russian only. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What if what if somebody comes from Kazakhstan? <laughs> I think <laughs> I will visit. <laughs> Which is there? Yeah. What, what are you saying? Yeah, because there is much higher situation with hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I yeah. think Russian and Cis. So maybe Say, Ukraine, maybe Belarus. Yeah, yeah. Well, the also rock sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the former Soviet Union, more or less. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be like Soviet hardcore. Yeah. So do you do you still um and also trying like going into different genres still like you know playing around with hard uh, hard style and stuff or now just solely focused on bloodfire and solely on um hardcore i'm focused only on my sole project for now only for bloodfire but i'm yeah. in different time i'm making different kind of music just for fun just for fun yeah yeah but seriously i'm focused only on bloodfire yeah I'm every day trying to invest to my future, to my skills. Yeah, I'm re- I'm investing almost all free time on my skills, on yeah. my mi- on my mix down skills, kick making skills. Do you produce every day then? So like yeah, almost yeah, a- yeah almost every day. I'm full time producer, so okay. I left my job and I'm earning money only for music for now. Yeah. yeah. Or for yeah. different services like um, mix down, mastering, kick making, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I did you did you realize um, a big improvement in your skills once you yes. started focusing hundred percent? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean every track, every release, much yeah. better quality, much better yeah. sound. Uh, yeah, that's uh, something that a lot of people don't want to understand. Like a lot of people write me always like. How do I make this better? How do I make my kick sound better? And it's like they, they don't want to understand. You need to put in fucking time and fucking work, you know. So a lot of time, a lot of time and a lot of work. It's not like I can tell anybody like, yeah, just boost this frequency and put in this plugin and it's gonna sound awesome. Just like put in a lot of time and work. And um, yeah, also back then I also realized that a big difference when I st- went full time. That I improved in one year more than five years before, where I was just part-time producing or just or just for fun, you know. Yeah. So that makes a big difference if you really go in full and like start really putting a lot of time and work into it. And yeah, yeah I mean, your quality definitely improved quite a lot from like the early days from your raw style tracks till nowadays i mean of course would be also bad if not you know after yeah yeah but yeah. As, but but i'm making music still on same monitors on same room yeah what type of monitors you have krk mm-hmm. europa 6 the okay the third generation yeah 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 but in producing i think most important it's it's a 90 time on 90 percent on x on improving skills and only 10% on making tracks. 
Yeah. So I'm working as it did for now. So but when you say like when, when you say you um, working on improving skills, do you kind of really like um, do certain things only to improve them, or do you still work on music and you know just do? No, what I'm, needs I'm to be improvement. Done? I'm making new leads, making new screeches. I'm making kicks every yeah. day. Yeah. So I'm making tons of different sounds just yeah. for improving my skills because yeah. it's experience experience yeah. uh, it's yeah. very important yeah that's um that's that's a good approach actually those are kind of those drills i used to do that too i mean i still do it for the sample packs but that's something i realized helps a lot when you really sit yeah. down every day first thing you make a kick every fucking day Yes. Then, like after 10, 20 days, you're really gonna realize how much better you get. Like, you know, that's that's yeah. a big difference because a lot of producers, um, probably you know, like I did, like you did, probably too. You only make a kick when you need a new kick, right? So, mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of producers don't really improve too much on their kicks because they make six tracks in a year, so they make six kicks. Nowadays, it's a little bit more because nowadays every track has 10 kicks. But, you know, like uh, five years ago, you had one kick in your track and you made a kick when you needed a new kick or you made a new track. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of producers, like I said, make six tracks. They make six kicks in a year. Well, I was like doing every day a kick. So obviously, like after two weeks, I made more than double of kicks than they do like in a whole year, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of yeah, course, exactly. you prove much more. Yes. So, but since you said you're also um, working, like, you know, improving your leads and screeches and stuff, I guess I take it you make your sounds also from scratch. You don't just browse for a preset and tweak it. You make them from scratch too, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm usually on doing from scratch. I'm using some presets which I can make physically, some like a guitar strings. Yeah. Some acoustic sounds. Yeah, yeah. But like in terms of synths, you make them all from scratch? Yeah, I'm usually doing some pads mm -hmm. from scratch. Yeah. Screeches, some effects. Yeah. But is... as a samples, I usually take some, just maybe some percussions. Yeah. What is, what is your approach then if you make, um, do you make like your presets, um, your sounds from scratch, and then later on in the project you use them? or you make them directly in the project? Or in other words, do you create a bank of sounds which you use later on? Or if you need a screech right now on a song you're working on, you make a screech right now? No, I'm saving all my presets. Yeah, so you have like separated sound design and production sessions. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, I have a lot of projects with different leads. If I'll like this lead for a track i'm just opening that project saving as a preset and put in my project mm -hmm. with a track and after i'll use it yeah do you do do you do a lot of layering when you do leads no 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 i usually trying to to make a best possible sound in just few layers yeah i when think you say it's a few a it's like two or three or yeah for yeah. leads, I usually use maybe two, three, or four. Yeah. Depends of depends of kind of lead I need. Yeah. Was it always like that, or 
did you do way more layering back in the day? Back in the days, I, on some tracks, I had 10 layers of yeah. leads. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we all did. <laughs> maybe, maybe five yeah. different layers for screeches. Yeah, we a, all a, did. A lot of a, a lot of layers of for the kick sampled. Yeah, yeah, but that was awesome, yeah. <laughs> awesome experience. But for now, I'm trying to make best in in one layer. Yeah, yeah, that um, that makes a big difference. Um, you know, we all did like that shit with ten lead layers. You know. Yeah. And I'm always wondering why it sounds like shit and why you can't get the master loud, why it doesn't sound <laughs> clean and crisp. Yeah, yeah. we all been there. <laughs> I'm trying to using less as possible, less yeah. instruments, less equalizing yeah. To, yeah. To, to, to get sound more natural, I think. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But sometimes it's really less is really more. Yeah. What what is your approach when you kind of do um, leads and you layer them? Um, like, do you use um, the internal effects from your synthesizers, like delays and reverbs, or you push them out dry and then run them through like third party delays, reverbs? I'm using usually third party plugins yeah. for, uh, for, of course, fab filters, Proc U. And uh, I usually using fab filters, delay, reverb, all stuff from fab filter because I like it too much. Yeah, yeah. And also What very, very good works for elites, OTT plugin. It's compression. Yeah. It's it's very hard compression. Yeah. Also using fresh air plugin. It gives more air to high frequencies. Also yeah. works very good for fresh and bright sound. Yeah. And the Mark EQ4 also works yeah. very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mark EQ is really good with that air band. It sounds yes. really nice. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That air band is magic. Yeah. Do you do you, do you have the um the, the, did you ever check out the character from Novel Tech? That's also mm. like with the plugin alliance stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, Never heard about it. Uh, it's an interesting plugin. It's old as fuck. It used to be back then on the PowerCore platform. And yeah, it's kind of also uh, when you push the settings right, it kind of also does like weird stuff on the airband. But okay, since you never heard of it, I was just thinking maybe, mm -hmm. you know, you would use it. What do you do for mastering? For mastering, I use Isotop Ozone. Mm -hmm. It works very good. It's maximizer. It's very awesome, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think it's pretty enough for basic mastering, because nowadays hardcore music it's very loud. It's mm. I think it's don't don't needs analog mastering with a lot of analog instruments and our compressors because it's very loud. What doesn't sound also that good? I mean. I've done it a long time ago and yeah, I wasn't like thinking that the analog stuff for what we do really does good because um, yeah, you round off the transients and mm -hmm. we don't have transients at all. So you yes. rather clip it. So you got <laughs> at least like the impression of a transient. Yeah. But if you round it off, um, it sounds not right. So, yeah, yeah, it's not right, but that's yeah, 
that's a sin because a lot of tracks it's very fucking loud, very very loud. Yeah. Because for example, uh, just listen, maybe for Ramscore last track, it's very loud. Yeah. It's plus one loops integrated, but no. it's 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 really very loud. And nowadays tracks it's very loud. Minus two, minus one loops. Some Satan tracks, it's zero loops. Yeah. Volume, it's very loud. Uh-huh. But it's also different type of tracks. You also gotta yes. keep that in mind, you know. Um, um, like the Satan, it's 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 a kick, you know. And he's yeah. using also quite a shitload of stereo. So if you put it to mono, the loudness is all right. But because of this crazy stereo which he's using, it's so much louder <laughs> than everything else you heard before. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, loudness fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very bad for melodic tracks and very good for up-tempo yeah. for kicky tracks. But the last Ramsco track, which you mentioned, um, I, I'm not sure, but I just heard a couple of days ago one newer. I thought that was already a little bit too much. I thought that was... Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> it, it didn't sound... To my ears, it didn't sound good anymore. I guess he could have easily easily go a couple of db less he would be still loud as fuck but yeah you know the problem which i see when people push it too much they get flat you know if you hear a lot of tracks um like you know a lot of the stuff on dogfight and stuff mm -hmm. you know they got really that round full low end and mm -hmm. if you hear a lot of those very loud tracks they don't have low end anymore it's just like maybe the sub and nothing else there's no warmth nothing in the bass yeah they sound pretty flat at some point so yeah it's um i guess also a matter of taste right <laughs> yes 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 exactly yeah. yeah but then on the other hand i guess you can only pull that off if you don't do melodies because you know imagine you would have like such a flat kick with mm -hmm. like no harmonics only just a sign a sign sub and you would have the melody it would sound pretty crappy it would sound pretty yes. small you know yeah 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 so, it will start very small very yeah uh, very distorted yeah so do, do do you feel you got to compete with the loudness war those up-tempo guys pushing i'm trying to find the balance yeah. balance between high volume and uh, to save dynamic of a track yeah yeah what what would be important to more important to you a little bit louder but maybe slightly distorted or better not a little bit lower but clean but for me personally for my personal taste i would like to make it more quiet yeah to save more dynamic more headroom yeah because it's more much comfortable to listen on the headphones on the speakers yeah but on the party it should be loud very loud yeah Yeah, you get tired pretty quick when that shit is um yes squashed to shit then <laughs> you listen to a couple of tracks and like uh you 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 want to go to sleep really <laughs> yes. yes yeah yeah but it is it is what it is they kind of pushing it even more and more i mean like a lot of guys um i i talk to um they already changed the arrangement based on the loudness you know so that's why a lot of um, guys who are also known for making melodies and stuff don't do melodies on kicks anymore because once you put a melody on top of a kick you can't push that track as loud 
So, you know, that already changes the arrangements because, you know, people feel like they need to get as loud as possible. So they make a melody in the breakdown, but then they go into just simply a kick to in order to have the drop as loud as possible. I think personally, I find that's already a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, but I think it um, depends on the on kick. It's possible to make very loud track with a melody and with kick. Yeah. It's it's not so hard, but it depends on the kick. Yeah. yeah. On the sub frequencies, on the yeah. pressure of kick. Yeah, but the problem is once you put like leads on top of the kick, you can't really pull off a lot of high end in the kick, or it's gonna get masked somehow. So the kick automatically is getting smaller. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so and that's that's kind of the problem. When you just go with a straight kick. You can even squash the kick even more on the master mm -hmm. and it appears even louder. It doesn't sound anything like it sounded before, but you can squash it even more and more and more and it's getting louder and louder and the high frequency is getting nastier and everything appears very big. And as soon as you put a lead, it's pretty hard because, you know, I can't think of like too many tracks which have like super loud and high frequent kick and on top of that a melody and that works good you know so you always got to sacrifice one or another i believe yeah but yeah i try i try to make it in the my in my last track it's a remix of a hacked face track i yeah. try to make it loud as possible and save the melody save the high frequencies yeah did it work i think yes <laughs> okay we're gonna hear once it's out <laughs> Yeah, check it later. I think I sent this track to one of all of your feedback sessions, maybe. Okay, yeah, that could be. I think I sent it before. All right. I think you heard it already. But then, was it maybe something I said? Because I remember there was one track where I was like, oh, I don't know, seems like there's the high end colliding, but could be also somebody else. I don't know if it was you or somebody else. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You can check yeah. it later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for like upcoming producers, like something in terms of production, which you wished you would have learned a little bit earlier? I think most important is um, invest more time, more time as possible and invest it on the skills, not on track making. Not it's, I think, better to make one very good track yeah. track which will be not forgotten in two weeks yeah it's well, bet, bet, better to make one very good track than make 10 usually, usually tracks uh, which will be similar yeah what, what do you think makes a good track in your opinion emotions no emotions melodies so just putting in 10 different kicks is not gonna do it yeah, but uh, it <laughs> depends on conception of what you yeah. want from the track. Yeah. If you want a dance floor smasher, yeah, you need to make uh, yeah. 1,000 kicks in one track. Yeah. If you want to make a track just for a soul, just you want to share your passion on the music, yeah, there's a better way to make it melodic. Yeah. What type of music do you listen to? I'm using usually metal music. Mm -hmm. different kinds of metal of rock music i'm listening to doomcore music it's slow hardcore mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> the, um, does it like influence like the metal music does it influence your own productions in hardcore 
Yes, yes, a lot of my tracks had the metal guitars, metal yeah. rhythms, yeah. so so screams. Yeah. Um, but no negative side effects. No. No. Because I definitely I had some negative side effects after listening too much to like you know seventies uh, rock and you know early metal stuff. Then all of a sudden, like I couldn't make um, any hard dance music anymore because I was too much into like you know kind of riffs and everything and all that type of shit. And it all didn't work for the music I was making. So at some point, I had to stop listening to music like that. No, all my whole life I am listening to a rock music, to a metal music. Yeah. So yeah. I just get used to the screams, loud sounds, guitars. Yeah. yeah. Do you have also some business advice for the people who are listening? Business advice, I think it's invest more on social medias. Yeah. I think social medias now, it's, it's, it's very sad, but it's more important than music, I think. If you want to make a business on your music, you need to invest more in, on socials, more than on music. That's very sad. I don't like it, but it's yeah. reality. You know, the truth is actually, if you really want to make business and you want to make money, you don't need to make music at all. Also in music, you know, <laughs> then do social media, hire a producer to make your tracks and, you know, connect and do everything. But... If you want to make money in music, you don't need to make music. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. If you can't make good music or, for example, or just quality music, but when hire producer, yeah, there is yeah. a, a lot of very good producers. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, I, I personally believe, I mean, you can tell me what you think, but I believe if all the time you spend working on your skills, working on your tracks and everything, if you would have spent it in talking to the right people, doing like social media shit, like making like weird selfies, posting stories all day long. And meanwhile, you would pay some other producers to make your tracks. You would be much bigger right now than uh, you are. And that applies to every producer because producing makes a, takes a lot of time and we all hate social media we all hate like that marketing and a um, business bullshit yes um but if like all the time producers spend in a studio they would spend on business and marketing they would be much better off than with making their yes. own music yes uh, because nowadays it's a music scene is is very commercial yeah 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 it's a business now yeah it's yeah, you more also, business than the music. But yeah, you also see like a lot of um, the guys who are doing really well for themselves. Um, they don't actually make a lot of music themselves. <laughs> so some are, but a lot of guys also don't make music at all. Um, they got other people and stuff, and they really invest all their time in being business people. Not something I would have chosen, but I guess, yeah, if you want to make a business... I, I believe, yeah, marketing yeah, is but more important. I, cho I choose the music instead of yeah. business. Yeah, every single fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like to make music. I don't like to make a business. Yeah, I also, I also believe it's, it's kind of stupid um, to make a business in music when you don't make music, you know? Because if you want to make money, you can do everything else. Everywhere else you will make much more money 
than uh, in music, especially like in hardcore music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's only like, you know, for people who don't, who are business minded, but they still want a little bit of attraction. You know, they want, um, uh, they want be like, you know, the center of attention. Uh, so they want to be on stage. In other words, they go through all that to make money in music, but you know, because they want to be on stage. But I guess if you want just to make money, music is definitely the a bad yeah, place. But, but, but also who, who just starting to make a business with music also wants to be fame person. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to be fame and rich, so music business, it's yeah. the best place. Yeah. 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 That's true. And if you don't want to invest too much, hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because from what I hear, like uh, what like even like mediocre EDM ghost producers make, um, you know, some hardcore people would get paid that much for a full album, but not for one track. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do some ghost production? Yes. Yeah? Yes. How was the experience? Mm, I think it's a very good experience for, for me as a producer, personally, yeah. because it's uh, very good when you're trying to forget all your style and trying to make it from zero, from a scratch. Yeah. Something will be not, not will be sound like you. Yeah. Did you, did you find it at the end easier or harder to produce for somebody where your name is not on? It's harder. It's harder? Yes. Oh. Because you, when you work music, you, I think you just main, you just make things automatically. Yeah. So, so patterns, melody styles. So uh, when you want to, to make a track from different person, so you need to make it not by yourself. Yeah. Because it will be sound same to you. Yeah. I had the exact opposite experience. I find it much easier to make ghost productions than uh, working on something that my name is on. Because I always got this urge to kind of impress others when I do something, you know, so mm -hmm. I need to make every sound from scratch and like put in a lot of time and, you know, make it very, very special, just flex for other producers, not really like for a regular <laughs> listener. And when I do ghost productions, it's like presets all over the place, like samples from sample packs, everything all over the place. And um, those tracks are better than my own just like from the feeling you know maybe not like from the as a producer like with skill wise but mm -hmm. definitely the ghost produced tracks that i've done have performed much better than my own tracks because yeah because you, you have fun on it. yeah 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 you just just want to make a track that works without like oh that somewhere like one producer somewhere in the world will say like oh that's that preset i don't like it you know that's that's uh thing in my head when i make music for myself i always need to impress like the wrong people instead of making yes, yes. making a cool track which everybody will like i try to impress like a small community of producers with my production skills <laughs> so <laughs> yeah 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 it's very same with my tracks i'm always trying to make something new something unique yeah yeah and that's a problem actually because yes at, at some point you think more than you hear and then you know you totally neglect the fact that the track doesn't feel right because mm -hmm. you're so over obsessed about like um the little production details instead of um just making a simple track 
which just feels good. So yeah, but in this point, if you if just have, having fun and make tracks from everything, yeah, it it can very good for ghost productions. Yeah, but yeah. I'm usually want to make them much better quality as possible. Yeah, not only for my tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that this is also a problem. I talked um, to a couple of guys in this podcast, and always when you know we are off record, a lot of guys um, I talk to make ghost production, and the big problem which a lot of guys have, um, they get not enough money. You know, they charge not enough money, they don't get enough money, so they really need to work fast in order to make like minimum wage. You know, if they can get a couple of hundred euro for a track they really need to you know crank it out in 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 a day or in an afternoon because other than that they make like one euro per hour or something i don't know <laughs> you know so um and that's where a lot of quality also suffers actually really because um you know they take it on for the money but then in order to make sense out of it they need to make it very fast and nobody benefits neither the guy who pays for it neither the producer nobody yeah, so. but uh, I live in Russia, so the, the, here is a much easier situation because you because you can take European price in euros, and yeah. he, here is much all is very much cheaper than yeah. in Europe. Cool. Um, let's wrap it up. Do you have any final words? Anything to plug? Anything? Any releases coming up? Yeah, but I'm now I'm recovering. But I think a month ago I started a new track. Mm -hmm. I'm working on the, I think five collabs with my friends, and now I take a pause for yeah. recovering my ears, and after I'll finish them all. Yeah, I think a lot of music will come soon. Nice, 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 nice. Cool. Just to finish them all. <laughs> How how long does it take you usually? Like um, you know, on average, how much time you spend on a track? It depends on the inspiration. Yeah. But when I get a lot of inspiration, I can easily finish track in two days. Yeah. For for example, one of my tracks called Illusion, I finished in two days with mm -hmm. mixing and mastering. Yeah. So and that track works very good. Yeah, those are the best tracks, right? When yes. Everything yes. flows and you go very fast yes, yes they also yes, yes. seem to turn out to be the best once they are done in my experience those yeah. tracks where you spend like a month back and forth and you change things and then you change it again and you mix it twice those are also usually not the best tracks yes yeah yes yeah. yes 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 there's there was a lot of tracks which are good around a couple of weeks and it's just not the best tracks yeah yeah that happens do you do you um release them anyway or are there yeah. also a lot of tracks which you finish that you don't release at the end i think eight of ten tracks released yeah i think if if i feel what i will not finish track i don't waste my time on it yeah right yeah do you ever come back to old projects i think no no for uh, my previous project solo called Encoder, I think maybe I'll release some Doomcore tracks, more yeah. hardstyle tracks, but if I'll make it, if, uh, I'll, if I'll finish it. 
So, but if you're working on a track and um, you don't feel it and you decide not to continue working with that, do you ever reopen it and maybe pull stuff from the old tracks which you never finished or do you I delete reopen, them right away? I reopening it after a few months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm trying, I'm listening it again. And if yeah. I'll get that vibe, if I'll have some ideas to finish it uh, so yeah. I can finish it. Doesn't happen often that you finish it then? Just a few times. Yeah. I think maybe three or four tracks was yeah. finished like that. Yeah, yeah, I had it also only a couple of times that after a couple of years, I reopened an old track, which I didn't feel. And then I reworked it and finished it in a couple of days, but it doesn't happen too often. If you don't feel it right away, you're not going to feel it in a year from now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but sometimes I'm just yeah. uh, if if I feel the track works good, but I'm stuck on it and I can't finish, I maybe yeah. send send it to friends and make a couple of tracks. Oh, right, that's also a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it work, works good, but if if for for example, I send it to my track and he like it and he have an ideas for this, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, it that works very, very very fine. Yeah, absolutely, cool. So thank you very much for taking the time out of your day and um, talking to our little community. Yeah, for, for, thanks for you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. It was very nice to talk with you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, boys and girls, this is it for this episode. Next week, scratch that. Probably in two weeks, because I guess I'm gonna go on a bi-weekly schedule, because it's fucking ridiculous how hard it is to get guests. Like, some people, like, the people who have no fans at all are those with the most attitude, and... <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm getting pretty offensive today. No, um, in two weeks, we are back with another episode. I, it's already recorded, it's gonna be a very interesting guest. Up until then, check out all my shit, all my sample packs, sound sets. We got the catalog from Nutty Tracks on our website. We got a lot of cool shit. So definitely check out generalgeibel.com. Stick around that channel and I see you in two weeks. Bye bye.